0: This episode of Another Mother Runner is brought to you by Rover, the nation's largest network of five-star pet sitters and dog walkers. For $25 off your first booking, visit rover.com slash another mother and use promo code another mother during checkout. Thanks to Candid for supporting Another Mother Runner. You're one step away from getting straighter, whiter teeth. Take advantage of Candid's risk-free modeling kit guarantee. Plus, when you use our dedicated link, candidco.com amr, you'll save 25% off your modeling kit. That's candidco.com slash AMR to get 25% off the price of your modeling kit. Candidco.com slash AMR. Welcome to another
1: Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity after just having stuffed my uh, face with two... Uh, Fun size Snicker bars. <laughs> so I'm, I'm nice and amped. I'm already a post Halloween show. I, and um, the reason why, so so then you have to ask me, why did yeah, I just. Wh- have- why, Dimity? I don't think Ellie would approve of that. I don't well, think you, you know nourish like a mother. Exactly. Um, but, uh, well, first of all, Ben was very, um, Ben was the only trick or treater in our house, and he was very generous. Oh. with his candy this year. I think he's finally learned the lesson of eating too much candy too quickly. Like, he's like, mom, I just had 20 pieces. And I'm like, yeah, and you don't feel good, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, But anyway, so I had some Snickers uh, and I just tried to update my freaking Apple system. OMG, how many passwords do you have to have? You have to have an Apple ID and then you have to have another password and then you have to have a code and then you have to have a veriv- verification code Sent to you this is to go up to like the mojave thing i mean i don't even know what any of these things are
0: right yeah no oh that's that's good to know because it keeps asking me do i want to update i'm like nope ask
1: me tomorrow yeah i know that's the thing just ask me tomorrow just keep it on that because (laughs) literally so i was i did it on my laptop which is where we can we have a laptop and then i have a computer like that i use at my desk Mm -hmm. and uh i did it on my laptop and i and then i came i record here on my laptop and mm-hmm. I came down he, down to look at it at about 1.50, which is about 10 minutes before we start. And like I had to have all this information. Like, go to another device and, and approve on the iCloud. And I'm like, I don't even know what the iCloud is. Like, Just <laughs> let me in. I just want my computer. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, deep breath. I'm here. I'm ready to take, give some answers as long as I don't involve Apple IDs okay. or updating okay. computer systems. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of Apple, that's fine because uh, the
0: anecdote that I wanted to share in the intro is that It's kind of crazy what your iPhone knows about you because, um, you know, up until I don't know three weeks ago or something, every Sunday I would go swimming up at that Kleinline Pond up in Vancouver, Washington. And so then yesterday, I was as I was about to start a bike ride, it's the little thing pops up and says twenty traffic is light, twenty two minute drive to Kleinline Pond. Yes,
1: that's a little scary.
0: It is because I don't. It's not like I program in. No, I know, you know, know. on my calendar, it just is like, Hey, that, that
1: chick every Sunday seems to drive to Klein line. Let's remind her. (laughs) I know. I know. And part of me is like, do I just like turn it off? But I don't even know how to turn it all off. Oh, I, Oh yeah. And then, yeah, no, I, I totally. Yeah. Or like, you know, traffic over, I, I go to um, Ellie's, you know, some uh, certain times a day, you know, c- to go to the Facebook lives and like going over, it's Center Strength Studios is where her office says traffic is light to Center Strength. And I'm like, I'm not going there. So so boo on you. <laughs> <laughs> even though you think I am because it's noon on Tuesday. Like, I know, it made me all,
0: for uh, Clemph though, I was like, oh, I wish I was going to Climbline. So then when I, it was, it wasn't raining yesterday and we had some weak sunshine. So I was like, oh, maybe after my ride, I should drive up to the climb line and go swimming. I'm like, no, 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 Just because my phone thinks that's a good idea. <laughs> it's not exactly. a
1: good idea. Probably a little chilly. Probably a little chilly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So I do think though about, you know, I don't know. Do I get a wetsuit? Do I not? Then, and then I think about
1: how cold would my head get and my hands get? Well, do, do people swim in there in the wetsuit in the wintertime or in the, the colder months? I mean, I, that's what I would start with.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I um, I don't meet many people who swim there. There is one woman who lives near there. Her name's Marla. And she, I'm convinced she's a mermaid because she supposedly swims there every single day during The warmer months, or at least I've always thought it was just during the warmer months. And she's probably in her—I don't know. She's been doing it for more than thirty years, and I would think she's probably close to seventy. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't—you know—she doesn't like do freestyle or anything. She just kind of. I don't know. It's just like yeah, but but I've seen her at the furthest out point. There's she got there somehow, (laughs) but it's like she just
1: flapped her her mermaid tail and got out there. Well, what's the temperature of it? Do you know that? no no okay Um, well so that's that's sarah you have some research she's a homework first of all i would see if people really do swim there in the winter time you know because you don't want to get into a position where you're in an an unsafe position
0: um except for the
1: fact that i swim there by myself all the time in the summer i know but it's also it's very different when the water's warm and Mm -hmm. you feel you know versus if you are get hypothermic and you're by yourself that's Mm -hmm. not a good idea Okay. So A, is it even feasible to do that? Mm-hmm. And B, um, what the temperature is? Because, I mean, you know, you want, I mean, so like the colder, and I mean, this is, it's been a while since I've done this research, but the colder Ironman temperatures are like low 60s, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of, Coeur was, I think like 64 or something mm-hmm. when I was there. And I brought, you can get like a silicone cap. It's mm-hmm. the same okay. stuff that's made out of, um, you know, that a wetsuit is made out of. Um, and wear it, you know, it fastens under your chin, like a little, like, oh, you know, like, old, time- like motorcycle helmet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so you can keep warm that way. I mean, your feet get cold too. You wear booties. I mean, I don't know if it's all worth it, but I would, yeah. first of all, see what the, t- see if you can get a temperature reading for the winter time. And then just also, just because you just don't want to, you know, that would be a really bad way to go. Yeah. Lips and yeah. all. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and I would, I know you go out there all the time by yourself, but I would recommend getting a buddy for winter time, personally. Oh yeah. So that might even be, you know,
0: like that might be a taller order than anything else is finding somebody who would do it with me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you like look into um, like Portland state or something? They've got to have some good pools, like a good 50 meter pool that you could, you there's know, go a, to. There's not
0: a single 50 meter pool, I think in the entire state of Oregon.
1: I oh, know. I've got to believe the University of Oregon has one. Mm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, well, which is two hours south of here. So that's, well, I know, that's yeah, not, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, commuting yeah. distance. Yeah. But I'm yeah. just
1: saying. It's I a, would say, or find a good pool and invest in it for the summer, for the winter time. You know, I mean, even if you just go once a week to swim in a place mm-hmm. that you really like, like, that's worth it to me.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Something to think about. So, but that sort of speaking about how to dress for the weather in a way, (laughs) sort of leads us to the question uh, from Stephanie in Atlanta.
1: Hi, this is Stephanie from Atlanta, Georgia, a big fan of the podcast. I've been listening for about a year and have just started the amazing half marathon training plan. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, Let's see. We have a 16 year old geriatric cat. So that is our, our fur baby. Um, I am calling because I am spending a week at Christmas in North Dakota with my in-laws and being from Atlanta and having grown up in Florida, I'm very used to running in the heat, but running in the cold is a different story and it doesn't quite get that cold in Atlanta. So I'm wondering what suggestions you might have for how I can prepare over the next couple of months and what I need to be thinking about in terms of Clothing, I, some, when y'all interviewed Kara Goucher a little bit while ago, she was referring, referring to a, uh, Balakava or something that I've not even heard of. So, just wanted to get some suggestions. Thank you so much. Love the show. Bye bye.
0: All right. Yeah. So, well, first I have to say, Stephanie, you really are a plan ahead kind of gal.
1: I love it. Well, I love it. And I love that she's like Atlanta, Florida and spending a week with the in-laws in North Dakota. So that's, that is very night and day, especially around the holiday time or any Mm -hmm. winter time in North Dakota. So, um, so as far as preparing over the next couple months, there's not much like, like physically that she can do to get ready for cold weather other than, you know, I mean, you know, you can acclimate for the heat by, you know, going into a sauna and that kind of thing. There's, I mean, I don't think, unless you want to go spend some quality time in a meat locker, that's probably not going to (laughs) happen. So so physically, you're off the hook there. But clothing, I mean, what kind of clothing should she be thinking of for the Midwest?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I love that, that she paid such careful attention to the Kara Goucher interview that she heard Kara refer to a balaclava. And wonder what that was.
1: Um, <laughs> she hasn't heard of it. <laughs> yeah. oh, the- oh, you Southerners. Um, yes. Alaclava is basically, it's like what you would wear to, to rob a bank. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah, you pull it over your head. It's usually black. Um, you pull it over your head. It covers your ears. It covers your mouth. It covers your nose. And it has eye slits. So yeah. that you, um, basically, you know, keep as much because any exposed skin is really what's. It has a it has a slit for the mouth too. Oh, It has like, a slit for the mouth, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it covers your chin and stuff. I mean, yes, it, and, it and your nose, nose, it goes over over your nose exactly. Yeah, it goes over your, but it leaves your breathing holes and your eyes open. That's <laughs> right. what it does. <laughs> right. We have slits for those. <laughs> yes, because um, any kind of exposed skin, especially, I mean, the biggest thing, obviously, the cold is one thing to think about, but the other thing to think about is the wind chill. Okay. And mm-hmm. exposed skin and wind chill is just a bad combination. Um, mm-hmm. So anything, you know, um, you know, if I were thinking about um, socks, I would get socks that pull up over my ankles. You know, if you typically wear um, low-cut socks, um, I would make sure that you had warm gloves. Um, I like you. I know we both so like much. the kind that kind of have the they can either be gloves or mittens Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and just make sure that they really cover, you know, your wrists. Well, they're not, you know, your daughters that you're trying to make work (laughs) a little small or something
0: like that. But I'd also have to say that being a person who has Raynaud's and so poor circulation in my hands, those one, I do like those ones that are can convert from being, um, you know, mittens over gloves, but then those make your fingers be there in their own little islands. And so it is warmer to have true, mittens.
1: Yeah, and then you could also if it's really bad you could put in hand warmers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and for as far as if you don't want to invest in a balaclava. I mean that's pretty intense. I have never um had worn one myself being from Minnesota and living in, you know, a colder state, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um but you want a warm hat for sure. Um you know, even something like a buff, um mm-hmm. you know, um so like a neck gaiter or a buff. If you keep, you know, what's what's hard is you want to keep the the, the the air coming in, you want to try to keep it as warm as possible. So if you have something in between, you know, you and the air that you're breathing, your mm-hmm. moisture tends to, this is not scientific, but you tend to, it tends to feel warmer, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's why you pull it up, like on a ski lift and that kind of thing. So you get kind of the warmth of the moisture coming in. So mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. something like that is great. Um, and then as far as like layers, I mean, you know, I personally usually only wear one layer on the bottom, I would get a pair of thicker tights Mm -hmm. um, that, again, are long that will cover your ankle bones and that kind of thing. And then on the top, I would probably wear, you know, it depends upon the day, but a long sleeve, which might be either long underwear or a wool shirt or just a synthetic shirt, depending upon the temperature. And then um, maybe one more layer. And then if it's windy outside, like a nice, um, like a windbreaker kind of thing. I mean, a couple layers on top is nice because then you can kind of control your climate
0: Mm-hmm. I also have to, um, you met, you met, alluded to wool. I think a wool long sleeve shirt is just such a delight it and it's, and, um, and also getting it in a half zip. Cause then you can, you know, kind of air out a little bit if you do overheat you know, so that you can have it zipped up when you first start and then, uh, you know, uh, open it up to get in a little ventilation as you warm up when you're running.
1: Sure. Yeah. And the last thing you have to think about, Stephanie, um, and then I'll give you an alternative as well, is distraction. Oh, yeah. Because um, if you're going to, if depending, again, it's not necessarily, I mean, the cold is going to get you, but ice is also going to get you. So if you're going to be out running on roads that may not be well plowed, um, you need to think about like yak tracks. Um, That will give you some traction because the last thing you want on top of visiting your in-laws over the holidays, which might be a little stressful, is a broken wrist on top of that. So um, Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) that's what I would say. And you speak from experience when you advise traction. Yes, yes.
1: Now, uh, that feels like a big investment,
0: doesn't it? So I was going to say, because an alternative, like, you know, you being like, hey, Sarah, instead of, uh, you know, buying a wetsuit, maybe you just pay to join a pool for a while. (laughs) So, So, hey, Stephanie, how about maybe you check out the local Y or
1: the community center and run on a treadmill? Yes. Yeah. That's, I mean, honestly, like that's what I would probably, um, recommend just because the weather is such a, like that time of year, it's, it, you know, it may be lovely and it may just be, oh my gosh, I can't even get outside without just feeling like my nose hairs are freezing. Right.
0: Also and, the, co- the cost of it all, because, and these are things that it's not like she's moving to North Dakota or Michigan. Yeah. place
1: like that. Yeah. So she's but, not going to use them again. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So personally, when I read that, I was like, you know what? I, and that also gets you out of the house, right? I mean, not that running doesn't either, but then you have a place to go. You can take a nice long shower there. And I'm not saying, I know you love your husband and I know you love your in-laws, but you know sometimes, especially if you're staying there overnight, you just need a little space, you know, mm-hmm, so just mm-hmm. enjoy that community. Or yeah, and and, <laughs> and maybe, maybe a shower
0: that, you know, doesn't like I don't know, sometimes like guest bathrooms are not the, not the greatest thing. So sure. be like, oh, I can take a hot shower, not have to worry about using up all the hot water or getting you
1: know, their floor all wet or whatever it is. We're kind of projecting out our in-laws. I'm sure they're lovely people, Stephanie. I'm <laughs> just saying that, you know, we all like our space. And then you can have a routine too. So if you can't run outside, you can run on the treadmill, you can do some strength, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: This episode of Another Mother Runner is brought to you by Rover. Rover is the nation's largest network of five-star pet sitters and dog walkers. When you can't be there for your dog, or you need some help with pet care, you can trust Rover to keep your dog happy and healthy. With the easy-to-use Rover app, I found a great gal who takes Augie, our French Bulldog, for walks during the middle of my workday. I work from home, and having an energetic puppy is like having a toddler who wants to be entertained all the time when he's not napping. It makes taking conference calls or writing tough. Having Lindsay take Augie for a half-hour walk gives me some uninterrupted work time and provides Augie with some excitement in his doggy day. I know Augie is in good hands on his walks. Each Rover booking is backed by insurance, a reservation guarantee, and a pet safety tag. And Lindsay uploads the most adorable photos of Augie exploring our neighborhood and sniffing flowers. For $25 off your first booking, visit rover.com slash another mother and use promo code another mother during checkout. That's rover.com slash another mother and use promo code another mother during checkout. Thanks to Candid for supporting Another Mother Runner. I don't know about you, but when I meet someone with noticeably straight white teeth, I get envious. I never had braces as a teen and I can't see my way through the hassle, cost, and time of wire braces. That's why I was intrigued when I heard about this new company called Candid that offers accessible and affordable orthodontic care, all from the comfort of your own home. No office visits needed. Here's how it works. Candid makes clear aligners that are sent directly to your home and are customized specifically for you to straighten your teeth. The aligners fix crooked teeth, crowding, protrusion, and gaps. The first step is to purchase Candid's modeling kit, which is sent to your home so you can take impressions of your teeth. After you send back your impressions with some photos of your teeth, Candid's network of orthodontists review your specific case and provides you with a 3D preview of what your treatment will look like. Perhaps the best part... Candid's treatment time is an average of six months, and saves you thousands compared to braces or other systems. I'm going to give it a go so I can stop being envious of other people's teeth. You're one step away from straighter, whiter teeth. Take advantage of Candid's risk-free modeling kit guarantee. Plus, when you use our dedicated link, candidco.com/amr, you'll save 25% off your modeling kit. That's candidco.com/amr to get 25% off the price of your modeling kit. Candidco.com slash AMR. So, all right, well, let's hear from Brittany in Birmingham, Michigan.
1: Hi, my name is Brittany, and I'm calling from Birmingham, Michigan. Um, I'm a new listener to the podcast, and I'm actually just getting back into running after having my um, daughter, who is now 10 months old. And it's been about a year. Um, so my question is, is just whether you have any advice for someone returning from a pretty long-running hiatus. Um, I have run a few marathons before and, um, you know, just have kind of lost that motivation. So thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: So coming back from a long running hiatus, which I have to say it made me laugh because Google Voice translated it to long running hyannis, which is on oh. Cape Cod, and we just got <laughs> back from Cape Cod. So yeah. So
1: coming back. So Dim, this is where we unroll the the walk-run method. Well, or the nine months in, nine months out, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so her daughter is 10 months old. And so, you know, the fact that Brittany, you've lost your motivation is totally fine and absolutely normal, actually, um, with everything that your body has been through and all the changes with the sleep and the changes to your schedule and your lifestyle and all that stuff. Like, you know, yes, we see people, you know, like Gwen Jorgensen and other people who are running, you know, 10 KPRs after, you know, their baby has been out of their body for like three months. But that is definitely the exception and not the rule. So first of all, give yourself some grace. Mm -hmm. Um, and then second of all, I would, I mean, walk, run, definitely. I mean, if she's not walking right now regularly, then that's probably a great place to start. I mean, the biggest thing I think right now is trying to kind of create a groove, find her workout groove again, without Mm -hmm. having word about mileage or, you know, any kind of race or anything on the schedule. It's saying, I'm going to go out for you know, just setting very, very doable goals. I mean, really, like I'm going to walk four times this week for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I can do that, you know, because you can push your baby for that long. I mean, that's not, that's not crazy long. That's 10 minutes out, 10 minutes back. And if you want to put some running, you know, put a minute of running in there every once in a while, if you feel like it, great. Um, And then do the next, do the same thing next week, or maybe add a little bit of time on, not, not so that you don't go from 20 minutes to 40 minutes. You go from, 20 minutes to 25 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not, we're not like trying to get it all back in one big chomp. We're trying to get it back in places. What we want to do is create a thing where you feel good enough to keep going without feeling like you've wasted yourself. So you're like, oh, now I have no energy left, right? Mm-hmm. It's really finding that place where you, you know, you finish the workout and you feel like, okay, I could have gone longer, but I'm not going to because I want to have enough energy for the rest of the day and I want to do it again tomorrow. Right, and make yourself. Maybe it'll make you feel. Maybe it'll make Brittany feel a little
0: hungry for it again. Mm-hmm. And you know that could be um, helping her regain that motivation that that um, spark to to keep going.
1: Yeah, I mean that's really that's. And again, I mean just talking about winter, Birmingham, Michigan. I mean that's probably not super um, conducive to you know bringing the baby out in the middle of winter. Um, so if 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 winter is a um, you know, it's gonna be a big setback for you. I would really and like at if you don't have a gym or a rec center, ask for that for a holiday gift. You know, ask mm-hmm. for a couple months because again, having something where you can go to regardless of what the weather is um outside, or if you, if you have a treadmill, she might have a treadmill in her basement. But you know, just having a plan B, especially when you're trying to get your routine back, is always really, really helpful. It's mm-hmm. you 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 forget, I mean, sometimes it's easier to look at the cost, especially when you have a new baby and maybe, you know, you're not working as much or whatever. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't afford that. But the reality is, is maybe you can't not afford that. <laughs> what could you <laughs> give away in your budget or what could you make, you know, how could you make room in your budget for that if that's mm-hmm. not, um, if it's not easily apparent?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good advice. Good advice. All right, so let's hear from Kelly in the 902 area code. She didn't say where she was from.
1: Hi, this is Kelly, mother runner to two little boys. I am currently laying out my race plan for um, 2019 and contemplating an ultra in September. I'm not currently on a training plan. I just PR'd a half marathon and recently completed a full. And I'm just wondering what I should be doing now for base mileage. Um, If I do an ultra in September, I need to start training in April, so it gives me a few months to play with. Um, my second question um, is: the ultra that I'm looking at doing is 63 kilometers. It's essentially a full plus a half marathon. What plan should I lean towards? The 50k or the 50 mile? Thanks, bye. All right, Kelly. The night, like 90210, is that what we're thinking?
0: <laughs> For, I don't know. I don't and know. Kelly,
1: and Kelly, what is um, what was the ca- wasn't there a Kelly character on 90210? There was the blonde. Uh Yeah. Yeah. What was, and what was her name in real life? She wasn't, um, Jenny, Jenny McCarthy.
0: No, no Jenny. Um, Oh gosh. I have no memory. I can see her. She was married to um, Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth. Oh, Dimity, you pulled that one out of your- pulling it out. Yes, come to me with
1: pop culture. (laughs) Don't come to me for an Apple ID, but pop culture from the 80s, I can do that.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. So that Kelly, this Kelly um, is looking to do an intriguing length ultra.
1: Yeah. Okay. So she just PR'd her half marathon, which is um, and recently completed a full, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, that is, you know, so that's a lot that you did. And, um, in 2018, right. And uh-huh. I think it was, it sounds like it was, you know, recently. So that's right, awesome. right. kind of back to back. Yeah. So she's wondering first what she should be doing now for base mileage. Um, personally, I would be doing whatever your little legs feel like, honestly, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, she has
0: had quite a load so that, and, and if she's looking down the road at something bigger now is the time to kind
1: of kick back and, you know, uh, yeah. do what you want. Yeah, There's no, there's no um, mileage, you know, minimum that you should have before you start training for this ultra, because you, you know, my guess is that you're probably going to keep your mileage at at least, you know, 20 miles a month. I mean, what's that? That's a week. Like, a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, a week. Well, mm-hmm. maybe maybe say 15, we're looking at like 60 miles a month. I don't know. I mean, really like if you keep most of, you know, if she's trained like this, my guess is that she probably will run for, you know, 45 to 60 minutes, three days a week, and then maybe do a long run, you know, mm-hmm. um, and a long run meaning, you know, seven to ten, eight to 10 miles. Um, right. I mean, that's a lovely place to stay. If that feels too... Um, ambitious right now then then run you know four days a week for 45 minutes and that's fine too i mean you can always build back up what's hard to find again is the spark right mm-hmm. so if you are going in and wanting to do a basically what you said a 63k like yeah. you're gonna need some spark <laughs> so whatever <laughs> you need to do right now in the off season so that you're rare and ready to go um come april um that's awesome yeah um and that includes strength training, always. just always, 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 always. Um, and so her second question is what ultra she should do. So it's 63K. So it's a full plus a half, which is, you know, what, 39.4 miles? Mm. So a 50, 39.3, sorry, 39.3. I just put on an extra 0.1. That's what, uh you know. Yeah. That's, that's for trail racing. You know, they make it, they always make it a little bit more challenging. Those tangents. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 50 K is, um, 31 miles, right. And 50 miles. So she's wondering which plan to choose. I would say, um, take the wishy washy way out and email us (laughs) at (laughs) slam club at another mother com. Just because I don't want to speak for coach, um, Stephanie who runs the programs or who, her, who, or who designed and coaches the programs. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, The difference, I mean, just because I had her recently on a podcast, the difference between a 50k and a 50 miler is very significant. 19 miles is a lot to cover on the top of 30 plus. So I don't know that I if this is her first ultra, I don't know that she wants to be on a 50 mile plan because you know what I'm saying? Be so exce- it would be so excessive. It would be above and beyond what she needs to do. Yeah. But maybe we can bump up the 50 K a little bit so that you feel like maybe you go just a couple more, like maybe an extra 20 or 30 minutes on your long run days. So you feel like you're ready for the, for the race day challenge. Um, so that's where I would leave that. I mean, I definitely think that you would thrive on one of those plans. The people who have done them have really, really liked them and they, Come in um, feeling like they're pretty conservative, and then they all their race reports come out saying, "I had exactly what I needed. I was stronger than I thought I was going to be at the end." I mean, it's mm. very, very, very um, effective plan for busy women. So, um, that's so fantastic. that's where I would say, Kelly.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. And also, it seems to me that they're uh, the numbers in of women who are doing the ultras on those plans is manageable enough so that so that Kelly could get a little bit of customization from. Uh, coach stephanie right
1: um yeah yeah for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's exciting so um she has a big big year ahead of her so and here comes aaron from st louis
1: hi this is aaron from st louis missouri um, i'm not really a mother runner i'm more of an aunt runner um to my seven nieces and nephews and multiple friends kids that call me aunt aaron my question is about disney races i'm signed up for my first disney race the uh Disney princess half in February and I'm just curious how do you train for a race that you're not really looking to PR and there's a lot of stops um any information would be great and maybe your best Disney running tip um because I know there are a ton of them thanks and have a great day
0: so and Aaron also has an exciting 2019 coming up With
1: uh, a little different than a 63K uh Ultra, but (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Her first Disney race. That is fun. That's it's always uh it's another barrier to break, right? (laughs) It is, it is. And you and I have been lucky enough to do several of them. A couple Um, of them, yeah. So um so first of all, training for that kind of race. I would still train for a half marathon. I mean, so if you're looking for a plan, um, you know, the 13.1 run plan um, that coach Amanda does in the train like a mother club would be perfect or the 13.1 run walk, depending upon where you are in your um, running journey and your personal fitness right now, either one of those would be really good plans. You still have to train to go the distance, right? And you have to train to be on your feet for that long because the reality is, is you're going to be on your feet longer than you would be, for a regular race because of the stops and because you're going to, you know, kind of be stopping and starting a lot.
0: Yeah, um, that, that to me is the, the kind of tough part because it almost makes you want to run the whole thing slower because if you're kind of bolting from one photo opportunity to the other, I find it really hard to start up again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know there's you get kind of as my father would say you get stove up while you're waiting and then you know, it's like stove, up? stove up yeah up, I yeah, means kind of feeling like when you stand up that it, you're all creaky and stuff so oh it's, okay it's an old-timey southern phrase <laughs> <laughs> say, maybe, maybe our friend Stephanie from Atlanta knows that phrase <laughs> um so yeah so that I mean I would also maybe even advise in the while you're waiting you have to line for some of the do they call them characters? What are they called? You know, aren't we supposed to use the term, you know, like you're waiting to get your picture taken with Snow White, a cast member, cast member. That's it. Yeah. Um, so while you're waiting to get a picture taken with a cast member, you know, do kind of some leg swings or, you know, maybe even a couple lunges, that sort of thing to keep, things kind of, maybe I'm just speaking as a, a very middle-aged person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure your your fellow uh, Disney writers would appreciate light swings as you're all waiting in line. You're like, quick, kick, here. kick. Here. You can do now. the
0: side once, you know. You
1: once. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yes, absolutely. You want to stay loose. Um, I mean, so there are a couple strategies that you could do. I mean, I think really the best though is to just surrender to the race and the situation, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they start really early. So we've learned that um, cast getting those pictures in the dark, um, especially if it's foggy or really humid, they don't Mm -hmm. turn out very well. So if you're, if if pictures are really important to you, I would say you want to kind of, be towards the the middle to the back of the pack to try to catch as much daylight as you can. Mm. Um, that's one thing. That said, the lines are going to be longer then. So as long as you are okay with just like, hey, we're all here. I'm having a good time. I want to do this. I'm doing it for the pictures and the experience. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So you are more interested in, you know, say maybe you could run, say your normal half marathon time is like a 155, just throwing that out there. You might want to pick it up a little bit at the beginning, maybe pass a couple characters mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, and then catch on to like number four or five because then you will probably be more towards the front of the pack. Um, the other, the third strategy, which um, Princess Jody, uh who is a big Disney fan and, and was just at the Cape Cod retreat, I remember her talking about once, is trying to figure out and I'm pretty sure that they have it laid out on a course map where the characters are going to be and picking a couple that you want to make sure you get. So if Snow White, you know, is your daughter's favorite and you want to get a picture with her, then definitely, you know, make that the priority. And then, I mean, because what I did, I remember once was I didn't really, care so much about the bigger characters, but then like, Oh, you got the best pictures ever. A toy soldier. That was really fun. Um, toy from,
0: Soldiers from toy story.
1: Yeah. So good. So, yeah, and then I went for like, like the donkey um, and like stuff <laughs> like that, you know, and it wasn't a donkey from Shrek. Um, I don't think Shrek is Disney. Sorry. Sorry if I offended somebody. Um, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, so you can kind of, it just depends upon, you know, you kind of have to have a little bit of a strategy going in mm-hmm. um, and then also just. um yeah. Again, like the best running tip is definitely just embrace the day, embrace the situation, and the race. I mean, it is it is a very very fun time as long as you know that, as long as you are very clear about what you're there for. Yeah, you know?
0: and also just I mean, so she's St. Louis, so at least the same time zone. I mean, that real coming from the West Coast, it is rough. It is rough when you're headed to Florida
1: for a race. Yes, yes, because <laughs> you're up at like two thirty, one thirty your time.
0: Oh, yeah, easily, you know, so I mean, that is and just knowing I mean, it's the same thing I thought about when I was um, watching New York City Marathon over the weekend, just that whole, you know, waiting around thing before a race starts. Well, they got an extra hour, though. That's the only
1: thing. That's the good news.
0: It is for New York. Yeah, for sure. But just even though that whole waiting around and how to time, you know, your bodily functions and how much you should be drinking and Oh my goodness, I just vividly remember you and me, you know, we got to be up toward the for the VIPs and looking back and it, it is just a sea of humanity. As a lot of people,
1: a lot are, of women. Sure, a lot there of racers lot so, of women. So yeah. just
0: kind of being um because I think I think there's a lot of people who haven't done big races, you know. Sure. Um so it's just to be around that many people and understanding, you know, that you have to slow your roll, that you have to kind of hold your arms a little bit tucked in. Um, you know, cause there's, it's just, um, everybody's
1: kind of jockeying for space. Yeah. The other thing that I was just thinking about with Disney, um, and having a plan is I would also have a plan for the expo. Um, yeah. that is just as overwhelming in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember just walking up and down the aisles when we had a booth there and like trying to get to the, the bathroom and back. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many people here, which again is great. It, l- it lends to a very festive, um, atmosphere with a lot of momentum, but, mm-hmm. um, So either if if that to you sounds like, you know, you'd rather be, um, you know, walking on a bed of nails, then um, maybe go towards the end of the day. I feel like people get there very early um, to the expos to line up and get the special expo things and then also have some time at the park. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would also set out a budget um, so that because it's easy to get swept up into the, oh, my gosh, I need this and this and this and this. And all of a sudden you're like okay. And $500 later, <laughs> you, know? yeah,
0: you got a lot of sparkle. Yeah. Yeah,
1: um, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. so, um, but above all have fun. It's just, and, oh, I mean, I think, I think the most important thing is to have a costume oh yeah yes yes that's important you know because um you know i mean not everybody's a costuming type person as uh, speaking as one who is not a costume type person but then when you get there you're like yeah i got a costume my costume's cute you know like otherwise (laughs) you feel kind of really left out i think um and there's also just so much research you can do like to go to Sparkle Athletics site. They have such great costume ideas. And just, you know, look around on Pinterest and there's just so many options out there. And, and you know, and creativity is super fun. I just love what people come up with.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, and you can make a very running, friendly costume. It, you know, you, you don't need to, to wear, you know, a full-on Chippendale suit or whatever.
0: Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yes, yes. So, all right. Well, so let's get some questions coming our way on uh
1: Dimity. What is that phone number that, that people should call and leave their questions? That qu- that phone number is 470 badass 1. Again, 470 badass 1 or 470 223 2771. Yep, yep. And
0: please leave your first name, where you're calling from, keep your message to 90 seconds or less. And just want you all to know, we don't edit questions. So if you leave a voicemail and suddenly your dog starts barking or you lose your train of thought or something, just hang up and call back as if you're making a whole new fresh message. Um, We won't um, think ill of you for um, leaving two messages. Just leave a whole new fresh one as if you have never called in before. And speaking of leaving things, uh, please leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. It helps other folks find our show, Dimity, and I really appreciate it. Keep the questions coming. We're here with answers.
1: And some sparkle.